Hey, I'm Sean. Welcome to today's episode. So if you've been following along, we are in the middle of a deep dive on goal setting. And what we've been doing over the past couple weeks, we've been working through step-by-step step all the tools that I use either on a quarterly or annual basis in my business. Most of my coaching clients, full transparency, we just do this once a year. If you're at the level that you're moving really fast and you're established and you've got a team around you and you're always working on new things, you should do this quarterly. That's what I personally do. And you're gonna be fine if you're a newer agent or you're still kind of putting the wheels on, you're gonna to be totally fine just doing this once a year. So right now we're doing this kind of as a deep focus point uh, for a couple of reasons. First of all, because we have a giveaway, we've created a beautiful business planning booklet that you can download for free if you reach out to us. So get in touch with us, there's lots of ways to do it. We're happy to give you the business planning book and these actual podcast recordings serve as a guide how you can fill in your business plan. So um, I'm excited to offer that to you. It's just like a free thing that we wanted to share with our community and, and the people who are following us. And also in that business plan, these actual podcast recordings are gonna be how we show you how to use it. So um, get your copy. It's just a cool thing that we're doing for all of our clients. And today we've gone through some of the fundamental stuff. So we started out talking about modeling. Okay, so we started out saying like, okay, well, why is modeling important? What do we, wh what's the value to us in, you know, kind of copycatting other people? And we moved on and said, okay, well, if we know that models are important and we know that we want to reach our goals, like what, what should our goals look like? And we, we went through an exercise I like to run where I help people count backwards. Like, where do I want to be in three years? Where do I have to be in two years? And what do I need to accomplish this year in order to get there? Okay. Then we did some math. And, and that one was, it's a lot of people kind of hate it. I love it because I personally believe that business is a game. And if business is a game, the rules are written in math, folks. So knowing and understanding the relationship between the numbers and the conversions and what you need to do every day in order to get what you want out of your business, that's fundamentally how you actually proof yourself for success. So we did some math. And then coming into the math, we said, okay, well, we know what we need to see show up on a monthly, on a weekly basis in order for us to reach our goals. But hey, what about where that's gonna come from? Like, how are we actually going to get those things done? The leads and, and you know, the, the conversions, the appointments. How are we gonna get it done? And what we did was we built what I call a 12 point plan on our lead generation strategy. So specifically, what are the things that each of us are gonna do in our business to get the potential clients in place, to get the prospects, and most importantly, to convert them into appointments, okay? Following it from that, we kind of have a nice little roadmap. Like we kind of know about where we are and what we should be doing, and now we need to do it. And I've seen so many people have just like beautifully laid out, masterful business plans, and ultimately just kind of unfortunately get nowhere with it. I've seen this so many times. It's people like smart people who don't do the work that needs to be done in order to actually reap the rewards of all the planning that they did. And so today what I want to talk about is accountability, personal accountability to create that kind of structure and discipline that you know you need in order to reach your goals. And this is all in, in relationship with our, our business planning toolkit that we, we give our clients and you can download if you want it. And um, <clears throat> what we have obviously is a tool to go along with this. And this is something that I 
I call a map, a monthly action plan. So today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about accountability. We're going to talk about structures and why it's important and, and you know where you can look if you need help and all that kind of stuff. But then what we're going to actually unpack today is we're going to look at this tool and I'm going to walk you through how to make sure that you're using it effectively, how to make sure that you don't just do it once and, and leave it on a shelf and it collects dust and it doesn't actually bring you any value. Like if you're not using it, it's not going to be something that, that will work, frankly. And then we're going to just talk a little bit more about how you can interact in your life with it. And I think today is probably going to be for the people who follow through on it, this will be the most impactful because you could have an immaculate business plan. You can know exactly what you think you're going to do. You could even create, you know, um, you could even create like a foolproof, um, step-by-step -step, everything that you need to be wildly successful. But if you don't hold yourself accountable to taking action, nothing's going to happen. And this goes back to that concept that I spoke about uh, a couple episodes ago. And maybe we'll drop a link in the show notes for you, something like that. But, um, my, my perspective in life is that what you're going to get out of anything that you, you, you want is going to be a multiple of the amount of action that you take multiplied by the level of skill that you apply to it. And I, I called this the triple A multiplier. So you can go back and listen to that, that blog. So the action you take multiplied by the level of skill that you apply to it. And then often I often tell people that their environment is going to act exponentially on all of it. Those two levers are the main drivers you have. That's where, where you show up every day and you say like, what am I doing every day to move my opportunities forward and what am I doing to move my skill set forward so that I apply the highest level of skill to every opportunity that comes into my world and if you don't take action that starts the equation off with a zero and in any multiplication if there's a zero it nulls everything else out right? That's just basic math. So if you don't actually have a structure in place to make sure that you do the stuff that you know you need to do in order to reach your goals, nothing's going to happen. Sorry, this isn't a free money party. The, the people who succeed highly in real estate invariably are the ones who get out and take massive action. What's crazy is you can have a really low skill level. Like you could be a two out of 10 or a three out of 10, but man, if you pound action hard enough, not only are you going to get something because you're not starting with zero, but the skill is going to naturally start to come slowly. Now you can accelerate that a lot. And you know, I'm obviously I run a coaching company. I'm, I'm not only am I biased, but I'm a believer. Like I bought this, right? Like it completely changed my life when I started growing myself as opposed to just trying to grind away at my business. But what'll happen is just by doing something so many times, you're naturally going to pick up little tricks. So no matter what action is the most important thing in any reign of success in your life. Okay. So why do we need a tool? Why can't we just say, well, Sean, you know what? I'm just going to like, I'm going to stop being a giant baby. I'm just going to do it. Right? Well, here's the thing. There statistically is a huge difference in the likelihood of you achieving something. If you even just write it down. And I don't have the stats in front of me. And, and frankly, there's like a dozen different studies that have come out with different numbers on this. But invariably, what they all found was that people who had a clear goal that wrote down their goal were more likely to achieve it. And let's talk about this. Like, why, why do we think that is? Personally, I think just the act of actually having to write something down fundamentally on its own makes you think about it a little harder. Because usually when you write a goal, and if you do it like we did on um, a couple episodes ago when we were doing our 3-2-1 exercise, 
If you have a goal, well, guess what? Writing it down forces you to formalize it and make more sense of it in your head. So instantly right there, it's gonna be something that is more clear to you. But the other thing is if you write it down, it physically becomes more tangible. You've, you've now thought about it. Your little voice in your head has probably talked you through it a little bit. So you almost have like that auditory element. Maybe not, I'll give you a, a go off on that one. But then the third piece is that you've seen it and you've touched it, right? You've physically created it and you've seen it. So it's, it's gone through more of your senses. And I think that's huge because your brain works in mysterious ways. And the more ways that you reinforce that goal and hit home with it, the more likely you are to resonate with it, the more important it clearly has been signaled to your, your subconscious. And I just think that that alone probably is a huge part of the reason that there's such a huge difference, like a multiple higher, uh, higher level of likelihood that people are achieving, achieving their goals just from writing it down. So the first thing that we wanna do is we wanna have it written down, okay? And the second thing that we wanna do is we wanna create some, some structure for ourselves. Now, the tool that I'm gonna share is a great tool. You can use it on your own, but I am gonna share this. Um, one, of my, one of my favorite uh, writers, um, he's unfortunately no longer with us, and uh, he wrote a book where he talked, he was a real estate investment coach, okay? And he, he wrote a book called um, Hard Times Make Strong Men. Okay, and I'll, I'll reference the book in the show notes. He's, he's awesome. And one of the things that he says in this book is that people have, like if you take the population, you just divide it up. He said that about 50% of people are just gonna do nothing no matter what you do. So hopefully that's not you. And, and frankly, like you're already clearly doing something because you're listening to this podcast, you're investing, you're interested in personal growth, like sure. So that's hopefully not you, but 50% of the population, no matter what you do, they're just gonna do nothing, okay? Too bad, so sad. Unfortunately, here in real estate, the majority of people don't make it, so we're never gonna save every single one of them, but what I can say is that that still leaves 50% of the real estate agent population that maybe we can help, okay? So he said 50% are never gonna do anything. And then he also said that out of the next 50%, 47% of them, so that takes us up to 97% of the population, so another 47% will be rock stars if you whip them. And this was his words, not mine. But basically what he was saying is if you, if you push people, if you hammer them, you hold them accountable, well, guess what? 47% of the population who otherwise wouldn't have done anything will actually do something amazing. And I bet you know some people who are like this. Like if they don't have someone meeting them at the gym in the morning, they're not gonna wake up early and go to the gym. That's just, that's their nature, right? So 47% of the population still gonna do nothing. But if you whip them, you hold them accountable, you create that structure, you, you push them, guess what? 47% of them are gonna be rock stars. That's awesome, okay? And then he also said that the last 3%, that last 3%, um, they're gonna be rock stars regardless because they're just gonna go out and they're gonna grab stuff and do it. However, um, they wanna be whipped anyways because they love the accountability. So we know that about half the population will thrive in an environment of accountability. And, um, and so what I wanna do is I wanna talk through 
how we can create that for you. Now, obviously I run a coaching company, shameless plug. Like if you want us to help you, if you wanna have a structure in place, like we've got all kinds of stuff we can do to support you, but that's not the point here. The point is that just about anyone can do this for low cost or no cost, just by creating some personal structure around themselves and maybe finding someone else who they can exchange accountability with, okay? And we're gonna talk about how that looks in a minute. The last thing that I wanna say is that you might say, well, Sean, you know what? I've, I've tried before and I've screwed up. Like, I'm just not an accountable person. I'm part of that 50%. Maybe I should hang up my guns and just get out of real estate and go back and work at a gas station or something. And here's my opinion. I believe that being highly accountable, having discipline, I believe it's a muscle. I don't think it's an innate uh, part of who you are. Um, I, I personally believe that it's a muscle and muscles can be built. And the way that you build muscles is through repetition and by pushing your boundaries, okay? So me personally, I'm, I'm highly disciplined at this point in my life, but I don't know that that was something I was born with. And I know exactly where it came from. When I was a little, a little kid, I was like, you know, I think I started when I was seven or eight years old. Uh, I had a lot of trouble focusing, I probably definitely ADHD or whatever they call it. And um, my, my mother wanted to create discipline for me. And what she did was she decided to enroll me in the violin. And she made me practice violin for two or three hours every single day for years, for like a decade. I practiced violin for two or three hours every single day. It was grueling, man. An eight-year-old, two hours plus every day on the violin is painful to an eight-year-old. I grew highly disciplined. And by the way, I'm great on the violin now. It's a cool side effect. But what I actually got more than anything from that was the discipline piece. That was huge for me, okay? Fast forward, whatever, call it almost a decade after I stopped playing the violin every day, I got into real estate and I didn't have, I, I guess my muscle got weak, right? Because I didn't have the structure in place. And also I, I didn't have someone show me how to apply discipline in real estate. I was just kind of winging it and experimenting. I've talked about that a lot on, on different blogs, but, um, about five years into my career, I got serious again. I got really serious and I, I hired a coach and I hired this one awesome coach. Um, and she was one of the best I've ever experienced in terms of personal accountability. She was tough, man. She was tough. And what she did was essentially like just whip me, <laughs> kind of like that, that author mentioned. Um, she whipped me really, really hard and man, I built a lot of muscle and I coached with her for probably six years. It was intense. And through that, I built up an amazing business. I got really, really solid in terms of momentum and I re-engaged my, my core strength of discipline. And it has really put me on the right path because now I, I, I live in a way that's highly, highly structured and it's, it's highly, highly disciplined. And frankly, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm gonna talk more about that at the end of the podcast, okay? So we know that we need some structure. We know that we need some discipline. And um, I wanna talk about the tool. I think that's, that's where I'm gonna go next. So, so we have this tool, it's called a monthly action plan. I like to call it map just because it comes out of the tongue a little bit easier. So we have this tool, it's a map. It's a one page document. Um, it's in our business planning booklet. You can download ours if you want ours, just reach out to us and or vice versa, whatever. The other thing that you can do is you can just create your own. Here's what it looks like structurally, 
Okay, top of the sheet is your annual goal. We want that always to be top of mind because it's what anchors everything up. So top of the sheet, if you start looking at it, the very first thing that you're gonna see is your annual goal. Right underneath that, if you go back a couple episodes and we were talking about lead generation, you'll remember that in the way that we choose to pursue our annual goal, we know that we're gonna break it into three main focus categories. And these categories would be the main things that we were doing to generate the leads. So it could be a farming initiative, it could be door knocking. There's a whole other episode on that, I'm not gonna get into it, but what we do next is we break those categories out because again, we just want them to remain top of mind. So goal and then the three focus categories, okay? Now, the next thing that I personally wanna do so I wanna make sure that every quarter of the year I have real clarity on where I'm focusing. So I, I mentioned this a minute ago and I said I live in quarterly sprints. To me what that looks like is once per quarter I actually do a one or two day retreat where all I do, I shut myself off to the world and all I do is business planning. I, I typically meet with my director of operations. We talk about where we're at. We talk about where we're going. We always have a theme. So we'll sit down and say, what's the most impactful thing we can master this quarter? We go deep on that. And we, we just work that one thing. And the goal is that we come out of it with an update on our previous business plan and we have a clear plan of action on what this quarter's initiative is gonna look like, okay? You do not need to do this if you're not at the speed we're trying to move or you're still new in the business, whatever. Um, but regardless, I think it's really important that all of us run our business with the mindset that we're always in the middle of a quarterly sprint. Couple reasons for this, okay? A year is a bloody long time. And the reality of it is that if you set your goals and you only look at them once a year, what's gonna happen is um, you're gonna spend the first part of the year feeling like your goal is really far out. And then in the second part of the year, you're gonna be late. But what the reality is, is that quarterly, it's always kind of close. Cause you're only ever 12 weeks out at the most from all of your goals needing to be met. So it puts a lot of extra pressure. And the cool thing is that you can actually really do some pretty amazing stuff in 12 weeks. So it, it puts you in a much higher level of urgency and it breaks down your bigger kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It breaks down your bigger kind of ambiguous goals into smaller chunks that are a lot more easy to bite size work with. So I really like quarterly sprints for that reason. And in the monthly action plan, once we look at the annual goal and we look at the main focus priorities that we have, we break the middle of the sheet into four segments. And those segments are personal goals this quarter, business goals this quarter, and then personal goals this month and business goals per this month. So we take the quarter and we take the month. And really all that you're doing here is you're looking at the big rocks of what it's gonna take for you to be on pace with your annual goal and you're chunking it in a quarter and then you're saying what you need to do this month, okay? So, um, the bottom of the sheet is really simple. All that you have at the bottom is you have four columns, one, two, three, four, and those are the weeks of the month. And, and really, if you think about the structure of it, the top of the sheet, we want to be really specific so I say SMS, specific, measurable, and simple. We want it to be really specific. We want to attach some measurables to it. It should have numbers in it. And we want it to be simple. So not, not 50 words, like seven or eight words. And I go into a lot of detail in my post about five reasons that your goals are stupid, where I talk about ways that people screw up making goals. Go back and listen to that if you're not sure. Frankly, at this point, if you've been following along with our business planning uh, toolkit, and the podcast that I made over the past month, the, um, 
the the goal should just be what you had on the episode where we built your 12 point plan so just put the goal there uh, the next three the three focus categories those are going to be very much the same like you just go grab those off your 12 point plan if you haven't already ask yourself if you were to only do one thing what would that one thing be that would get you the highest likelihood of reaching your goal right what, what would clear everything else off the list or make everything else unnecessary that's that's category one and then you do the same question if you added one more what would that be and then number three is the same thing so you're just gonna have three categories of focus for the year that are the things most likely to get you to your goal okay the focus categories are going to be less specific measurable and simple and they're going to be a little bit more directional so it could be like you know one of those things is going to be social media content one of them is going to be uh past and closed clients and one of them is going to be you know mastery of your database and making sure that you're communicating effectively easy peasy now that we have that what we want to do is we want to break it into our quarterly and our monthly now the way that i like to look at this is we know that like we're going to have targets and we're going to have projects those are kind of a few of the bigger areas that we're going to need to focus throughout our goal and, and throughout our year in terms of reaching our, our goals so a project is like a larger thing you need to put together. This podcast is an ongoing project that I'm always working on improving, right? Um, a new email campaign would be a great example of a project. You're writing out 30 touches that you're gonna have dropped throughout the year or for a new client or whatever. Those are larger projects, they take time. And typically with a project, it's something that you need to start in advance and finish before you start launching it because you wanna have the at least the majority of the work done. So when you hit go, you're not like, oh crap, I gotta keep building this as I go. It's too stressful doing it that way. So think about projects and then also think about targets, right? Well, quarterly for my business to reach its goals, what do I need to do in terms of appointments and, and clients met? I like to keep this, um, how do I describe it? Middle of the pipeline. So quarterly, I'm not gonna multiply up my weekly conversations or my weekly emails or text message initiatives that I'm doing, because I don't wanna put huge stupid numbers on my quarterly goals. I want this to be like the larger rocks. What are, um, what are the number of appointments? Those are always gonna be important. What are the number of listings? What are the number of happy sold clients that I'm having? Stuff like that fits nicely into a quarterly goal. Um, a, a way to think about it is you should never have anything that's three digits showing up on a quarterly basis, right? Like it shouldn't be a hundred uh, conversations. That means that you're getting too granular. We'll get to that when we get to weekly, okay? And also with a projects, what I wanna think hard on is like, what do I need ASAP? Because I need to be running this play in order to, to meet my goals for the year. So what do I need to have just like done and, and dusted so that I can put it away? And then um, what other things do I want to start now so that I can, you know, have them ready for next quarter? So I'm trying to, I'm trying to do like triage on my toolkit and I'm saying like, you know, this thing's going to be really cool, but in terms of bandwidth, this one's actually more important because I just need this to power up all the other stuff I'm doing so that I can, I can take advantage of it. Right. So put some thought into that and then quarterly and weekly. I would actually prioritize number one is your personal side. So before you even get into all the business stuff, what I do is I go over to the personal side and I say like, hey, you know, quarterly, I have to do something fun. I don't care if you're brand new agents. It, it doesn't have to be expensive to be fun. So quarterly, I'd be saying like, what am I doing to take a couple days off and recharge my batteries? What's gonna fill my tank? What's gonna make me feel just great, right? 
Um, and then quarterly as well, I'd, I'd probably want to make sure that I'm, I'm putting some number in place that represents me getting somewhere physically um, in terms of like your spirits and stuff like that. Like it might be that you want to make sure that you prioritize going to church or mosque a certain number of times. For me, I'm always focused on meditation. I'm, oh, you know, setting goals in the gym and stuff like that. Um, another thing that I love to do that I don't think enough people do at all in real estate is I set time balance goals. So I, I, I'm a big believer that your business's number one priority should be to create a better life for you. And a big part of that is time freedom. So every quarter when I set goals, I, my, one of my most important focuses is how am I removing myself from something else in the business? Doesn't have to be big, it could just be a little thing, but what's one little way that you can remove yourself from a responsibility? And I'm not saying cancel that thing. I'm saying cancel you being the one who does it. Could be, it could be as simple as someone on Fiverr. Could be that you bring in a part-time VA. Could be that you split someone with someone, right? You don't need to sign up for a $70,000 salary to get a little bit of your time back. Get creative, get, a, get aggressive with it and find little ways to, to earn some, some of that back. It could be as simple as like just being really brutal with what's working and what isn't working and peeling back on some crap, okay? So little things like that can make a huge difference, okay? And then we get to the bottom of the sheet and this is our weekly rhythm, okay? So you take your quarterly stuff, you break it down into this month, you're gonna ask yourself the same base of questions and then down at the bottom, we've got four columns and those are your weeks. This is where we get granular, okay? So look at the quarterly stuff. I wanna see numbers in every single line that you drop in here how many, by when, who's doing it. This is where we allow ourselves to actually get really focused. And if you think about it, this is the lead indicators to your results, right? So we know that there's lead and lag. Lead is, um, lead is the things that create the results and the, the results are the lag indicators. So in real estate, lag indicators would be commission checks, closings, stuff like that. Lead indicators would be conversations and appointments, right? There's a front of the funnel and there's back of the funnel. The top of this whole thing, this sheet where you put your goals, that's your, your lag indicators. That's what will happen when you do it all. The middle is the plan, it's the, the conception, it's the projects and the, 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 the key indicators along the way. And then the bottom, that's the raw shit that you dump in. That's like the, the calls, the referrals, the how many of this are you gonna do? Are you, how many times a month are you doing an open house? Like get really granular. And again, business is a game. The game of business is played in the language of math. The math should make sense flowing up to your annual goal, otherwise you're not gonna hit it. So look at those things that you're putting in every single week because those are the building blocks of you hitting your, your success. You just did it, great. Now, what most people do at this point is they take this sheet and they're like, I can't believe how great of a job I did with this. And then they kiss it goodbye and they just let it rot and they never look at it again. Please do not do this. The way that this works is by you creating an accountability rhythm with yourself. So this is something that if you're gonna really, really thrive in using it, you need to use it on a, a, week, on a daily and a weekly basis. And then every month you need to revise it for the following month. Here's what that looks like. So 
This is what I like to call a living document. This is not something that you create once a month and then you check on. This is something that if on week two, I didn't get my goals for week one, I'm rolling those goals into next week. So if you said, Sean, I'm gonna do 100 conversations every week and on week one you did 50, well, guess what, next week is 150. So button up, bud, you get a lot more work to do now, okay? This is something that's always live and in action and you should be editing it and using it as such. A lot of people like to keep these electronic. I really think for this one kind of thing, I like physical, because there's something about having it available in the car, in your folio, at your desk, like it just carries with you. You don't have to go and find it and open it. It's like right there staring at you. What you need to do is review it on a daily basis. So I like to actually cross some stuff out, and then what I wanna do is I want to actually like move those things over to next week if I didn't get them. And on a weekly basis, I wanna schedule time that I'm actually gonna sit down and do this. If it's not in your calendar, it's not gonna exist because other things are gonna get in the way. So block time. I, I recommend that you make the time the last hour of work or last half hour of work that you do every week. So that means if you get done on Friday at 11 a.m., you don't leave until this is finished, what that's gonna do is it's gonna really hold you accountable to getting it done. It's gonna condense the amount of time you spend on it to a, a minimal amount. And it's just gonna give you that kind of oversight to look and say, hey, actually, you know what? Last week I didn't do my 100 contacts, so this week I have to do more, okay? And then once a month, I would block an hour to recreate the entire thing for the next month because you're gonna have to move around all the monthly and quarterly stuff. The top of the sheet will likely remain the same, but there's gonna be a little bit of math. There's gonna be a, a, a moment that you need to step back and look at the projects you have going on. And you just need to make sure that you're doing the right, uh, you're doing the right things and that you're focusing in the right areas because those are gonna change based on all the other stuff that you have going on in your business. If you can just do this on your own, that's great. You're part of the 3%. Congratulations. I want you to come and work on my team. Please send me your resume and I will probably hire you. If you can't do this all on your own, that's okay. This is totally normal and this is something that everyone struggles with. So here's what you do. You need to find someone. Now, you can just pay a coach and you'll not only get the value of the accountability, but guess what? You'll also plug into like a wealth of knowledge and experience. And you know, there's a tremendous abundance of amazing real estate coaches out there. There's also a bunch of charlatans out there who will just like grab your money and waste your time. So be really careful in who you hire. We're really selective. So again, if you want shameless plug, connect with us, we'll hook you up or Find someone who you think is a better fit. I don't care, I just want you to have support. That's probably the best way to do it because if you do, you're gonna get, again, someone who has experience, they're gonna be bought in and partnered in helping you reach your results. And because you're paying them, not only will they show up at a higher level, but you'll show up at a higher level because you're bought, you, you got skin in it. This might not be possible for everyone. I like to think that most people could creatively figure it out, but let's say that you can't, no problem. What you need to do is find someone who you can create this kind of same rhythm that you would have with a coach, but for free. Sometimes you might be able to find a leadership individual in the organization that you work with. So that could be uh, the broker owner, for example. That'd be cool. That could be the person who runs the office. That'd be really cool. 
typically, if they're not getting paid and they're in a leadership into, uh, a leadership position, the way that you're going to get them to do this for you is is really simple. The way that you get them to do it for you is by just doing the things that you say you're going to do. Because trust me, I've mentored a lot of people, and there's nothing more frustrating than wasting time talking to someone about stuff when you just know it's bullshit and they're not going to do it. So. Again, best thing that you can do is just do the stuff that you're going to do and tell them that you did it. They're going to want to keep helping you. Okay. If you're not able to find someone, you go get a peer of yours. Find a peer partner. Find someone who's highly accountable and tell them that you want to also create a higher level of accountability and you want to help each other. And then what you're going to do is you're just going to meet once a week and you're going to go over your 411s together or your, uh, sorry, that's uh, another tool that we use. Uh, you're going to go over your map together and, uh, and, and you're going to use that as an opportunity to just ask questions, support one another. Um, the important thing is because this other person and you, neither of you are professional coaches, you're going to be tempted to chit chat and having a friendship is really great and chit chat's really fun, but you need to make sure that you don't let this turn into chit chat. Have a separate call where you chit chat. Don't have a call that's blended or can you know bubble into chit chat because what will happen is you'll end up just hanging out and you're going to lose the accountability. So this all sounds really unpleasant, doesn't it? Well, kind of. Yeah, you're really going to have to hold yourself up. And I've been through the process of starting out with not much accountability and and then growing to be more accountable. And the weird thing is I used to have, like before I was in real estate, I used to have like a really low level of accountability in my life as a whole. I just didn't need, need it. I was working in a role where if I wasn't working that day, there was no needle to move. So I would just kind of chill out. And it took some work to grow my, my level of discipline. Remember I was talking about the muscle. And what I found was that, yeah, it's work. And the cool thing is if you actually do the work, like if you show up and you actually work at it consistently and you just make it a reality, what you give up in terms of the effort and the discipline gets returned to you tenfold in other freedoms. So what I like to say is that discipline actually sets you free. If you want to have time freedom and a great business, discipline counterintuitively counterintuitively is the best way to do it because what happens is you actually learn that you only need to be highly disciplined during certain hours of the day and then outside of those hours you get incredible freedom because you're working so efficiently and effectively in the time that you are disciplined all the other things that you want in your life show up so the first thing that you should prioritize and create discipline around is your personal goals so date night with your partner, um, health, like food, exercise, like anything that's going to help you have more energy and, and your personal balance. Those times that you step out of your business for a couple days or a week and you just charge your batteries back up. Those are the first things that you should put in and nothing should ever take priority over them. And the very next thing that you should do is you should look at your business and say, what are the things that are going to drive me getting that freedom? And then you make those the, the first priority in your business. And you don't let things get in the way, okay? Those, those urgent calls, those things that come up, the little fires that need to put, me, be put out, um, 
90% of them are things that you can push off and they'll still be there when you come back and not much will have changed. Sometimes they're gonna be things that just need to be cared for right away. And if you do, just know that caring for them and, and moving away from the things that drive your growth in your business means that you just need to prioritize putting them back in and other things are gonna to have to be sacrificed. But if you actually do that and you create this structure and you hold yourself accountable, that level of discipline, first of all, you're, you're gonna get the muscle, which is so cool, but also in exchange, what's gonna happen is it's gonna open up all kinds of freedom throughout the rest of your world because you're gonna have the money, you're gonna have the success, you're gonna feel good and you can actually get all that stuff in a relatively low number of hours per day. And then in exchange, what you're gonna get is you're gonna get this abundance of time that you actually get to be present with. Like you're not wondering if you're falling behind in your business, you're not stressing out about money because it's there. And if you do that, what I've found is it's remarkably rewarding and it just feels great. So I hope that you do this and I hope that you, uh, you, you get the structure in place, like the people in place that you know that you need. And then moving beyond that, um, I'd like to welcome you to the 3% club because that tiny little sliver of people who do this at a high level and hold themselves accountable are the ones who reap the majority of success in this business. And I want you to come join the club. So I hope that you enjoyed this one. Uh, we're right near the end of our business planning series. So I'm really excited to drop the last episode and I wanted to thank you for taking the time and, and sharing this, this with me. Okay, so reach out if you wanna grab that tool. Um, if you're listening to this in November, 2023, we're actually running a business planning clinic where we'll take you through all this stuff live on Zoom and, um, and it's open to anyone, so we'd love to have you. And um, if you haven't already, please like the podcast, subscribe, make sure you don't miss any of this and we'll catch you next week. So as always, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon.